Hey everybody, welcome to TodayIWatched.com, and this is week 5 of WWE 2017. This week started on January 30th and ended on February 1st with NXT. We had Raw, episode 1236, SmackDown 911, 205 Live, episode 10, NXT, episode 376, and Main Event 227. We're coming off of... The Royal Rumba, Rumble, the Royal Rumba, the Royal Roomba. Ooh, ooh. Has anybody drawn or otherwise imagined that? The Royal Roomba, just a, a room full of Roombas. And uh, if they knock each other, ooh, that's a good idea. Can they detect, they can detect ledges, right? So that they don't go downstairs. So if you have them all on a platform, they'll inevitably push each other off of that platform. This has to happen. Somebody with at least three Roombas, put them on a table and let let them, let them go. Roombas are kind of big though, right? So it has to be a bigger table. Um, uh, yeah. So let, let's see it happen. It's probably already exists. If it does, you know what? I'm going I'm to take a moment. I'm going to, I'm going to look to see if anybody has battled their Roombas. In a royal Roomba. In my 90 seconds of searching, I did not find any videos of actual Roombas fighting each other in a royal Roomba rumble style, but I did find a game, uh, a browser game on arcademaniac.com called Royal Roomba Rumble, which is not at all like what I, I I was imagining. So somebody get on it. I may have to do it myself, get a bunch on Craigslist. And just have them fight it out. Okay, so uh, three big news items. Actually, four big news items. Um, WWE Live in Broomfield, Colorado was on Friday the 3rd. And I missed it. I found out about it after it already happened. And I was pretty bummed about that. Except it was was a Raw roster show, um, which I have already seen a house show with them. Um, well, not with the exact same people because some people weren't in action at the time, but, um, yeah, so I don't feel too bad about it, but that would have been a lot of fun. And now I kind of have the bug that because Illumination Chamber is in Phoenix, tickets to Phoenix, $80 round trip from Denver. That's less than it would cost to Uber to the airport from where I live. So, I kind of want to do that. I kind of want to do that. We'll see if it happens. I will I will let you know. You will know that it has happened by the next episode. Um because I'll have made the decision if I can do it at that point. But anyway, um yeah, I missed uh WWE, WWE live in Broomfields. Um I guess there's a great match um between Kevin Owens and the Big Show. That've been a lot of fun. I don't know what it, I that's all that's the only match that I heard about. Um Okay, so Seth Rollins is injured. We'll talk about how he got injured in just a minute. He's out six to eight weeks. So he might be back by WrestleMania, but unfortunately it's not looking um, likely. And he won't be in action before then. Um, So we'll get more updates as the weeks roll on. Um, The third thing, Slam Crates. The next slime crate, I was wondering which t-shirt might they have 
in the next slam crate because I loved the AJ Styles shirts. The Enzo and Cash shirts is I it's it's not really I won't really wear it other than in a, a to a wrestling show, and even then because I have the AJ Styles shirts, I definitely wear that instead. Um, and so I was I was wondering. What's it going to be? And then I looked on the Facebook page for Slam Crates, and it's the Seth Rollins shirts that I raved about a couple weeks ago. Uh, the light, it turns out it's light gray, not uh, just solid white. Uh, that's even better. That's even better. Um, so I, I'm really excited for that. I mean, I've already paid for the next crate, and that's coming at the end of February. So... I'm excited for that. It wh- whatever else is in there, it's worth. It's not necessarily worth it. Thirty five dollars for just the shirt is a lot, but uh, as long as there's at least one other pretty cool thing, totally worth it because I freaking love that shirt. Um. Okay, and it as it turns out, it does say Seth freaking Rollins on it. I think, but at least that's not the only thing it says, and and it and that's small compared to the rest of it. But anyway. Uh, the fourth thing, Corey Graves is this is his last week on commentary for NXT, and uh, there's this great video package. It's like a tribute to him from when he was wrestling and got injured, uh, just doing everything he can to still be a part of everything and just excelling. And it's awesome. It brought some uh, fluid from out of my eyes a little bit um, when I watched it the first time. When I watched it the second time. Not, uh, I, I mean, I had already experienced it, so I was like, I, I know how this is going to make me feel, so I can um, internalize it a bit more. Okay, anyway, uh, let's get on to Raw, which I think it was the second best show of the week as far as exciting things happening and interesting things happening. Um, first best show of the week, either 205 Live or Talking Smack. Talking Smack was better than SmackDown itself. And we'll talk about that in a minute. But mostly because most of the development going into Elimination Chamber, it seemed like, happened on Talking Smack. We had all the development for the WWE Championship on the, on the, in the arena there. But not a whole lot else for the Women's Championship, for the Tag Team Championships, for the Intercontinental title. Um, well, we didn't get much development for that it, from any of the matches. But those guys are in – well, Dean Ambrose is in the Elimination Chamber match, so I don't think he's – he's he's not going to defend the Intercontinental title match, the, the Intercontinental, Intercontinental title also. So I understand why that's kind of fallen by the wayside for the moment. Um, but we'll get to that. Okay, so Raw, um, we open with Kevin thanking the person who made everything possible – for his win against Roman Reigns, Chris Jericho. Um, but then Braun Strowman comes out and causes some trouble, and we end up with a title match between Kevin Owens and Braun Strowman for the Universal title. And that happens later on. We'll get to that. But up next, Chris Jericho has a non-title match against Sami Zayn, which went... Which is a, it was a pretty pretty great match. I enjoyed it very much, and Sami Zayn ended up winning with the Haluva kick. But it was a non-title match, 
So hopefully in the near future he gets an actual title match against Chris and is able to win. And maybe at that point, well, in this match, Kevin was nowhere to be seen. And Chris is pretty pretty miffed about that. He's like, what? 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 You weren't here to help me? And Kevin's like, I was busy getting ready for this title match. Your, your match wasn't a title match. It doesn't matter. Um, he didn't act. He kind of said that. I think he, it, it was kind of implied like his title wasn't online. He didn't really need to win necessarily. Um, up next, Seth calls out triple H. I'm probably skipping some stuff. I know I'm skipping all the stuff that's cut from Hulu. Um, there wasn't any cruiserweight stuff in this episode, um, in the Hulu version, which is a bummer because we just got the brand new cruiserweight champion, Neville hot off his win, uh, calling everybody out, for not bowing to him and all of that. Um, but we did get some of the highlights uh, later on 205 Live. By the way, 205 Live, uh, the first few episodes, I don't know if it started this week or last week or whatever, but the first few episodes I know for sure were a solid hour long. And uh, that seemed like a lot to me. Um, and a lot of it was probably, a lot of it was like highlights packages about um all of the get letting us know each of the people which which is great which is great but it made it feel it was almost as long as smackdown really smackdown without commercials it was only 20 minute difference which isn't really that it it is a big difference but it's not really that much of a difference what am i trying to say anyway this week's episode is only 45 minutes and i thought that was like perfect Everything kept moving along. It was nice and tight. And who doesn't like things nice and tight? Anyway, um, we had Bailey versus Charlotte. Um, No, it wasn't Bailey versus Charlotte. I'm skipping ahead. Okay. Seth calls out Triple H. Stephanie comes out and talks, blah, blah, blah. And she just said, I lied. I lied. He is on his way here. So now we have the suspense of Triple H is going to come. They're finally going to talk to each other and uh, maybe shake hands or hug or high five or just stare at each other. We'll find out. Up next, we had a uh, mixed uh, a mixed match with Club Charlotte, Carl Anderson, Luke Gallows, and Charlotte versus the Nerds. Or Shashamely, Shashamely, Cesaro, Sheamus, and Bailey. Um, this is a pretty fun match. I wish it was a little bit longer, and I wish it was a little bit taller. There, that's a song that's – I don't know the rest. I, I barely know, like, five words of it, and those were five of them. Um, anyway, uh, Bailey pins Charlotte after Bailey to Belly suplex and wins the match for them so the the underdogs come out on top even though cesaro and sheamus had nothing really to do with that that uh, the the pin and the bailey to belly setup or anything but uh yeah i thought that was a nice nice win for them a little bit of a consolation prize for neither of them coming away as champions from the night before okay up next we had kevin versus Strowman. Um, Kevin is disqualified after Roman comes out and attacks Strowman with a Superman punch. Uh, Braun choke slams. Oh yeah, before any of that happens, Braun uh, choke slams Chris at the commentary table. 
through the table before he even goes down the ramp. So, I mean, that's that's the strategy you need to take. You need to take out that extra factor, that extra Jericho factor before the match even begins so you don't have to deal it deal with it when um when things are on the line. Uh and then uh, Roman Spears, Braun and then Kevin and Chris is already dead. So Roman comes out on top, but uh that's okay. We had a Lesnar and Heyman segment based around the phrase, yeah, but which I thought was great. I I like those focused Heyman rants about a particular phrase. Um, I forget what the last, the most recent one before this was, but he, he, yeah, I, I like it. I like it a lot. And that that's, that's a very true phrase. Another phrase that infuriates his beast still kind of creepy. I didn't talk about that as much as I meant to before. Um, and he, he didn't really, I don't think he referred to him as that in this promo, but when he calls him my beast, my client, that makes sense. But calling him my beast makes him sound like a pet, uh, which is which is kind of weird, a little bit weird. But um, anyway, uh, he challenges Goldberg to match at WrestleMania. So uh, next week, we'll get Goldberg's. This is like these conversations between these two guys are our pre-text, our pre-telephone. It's like they're selling tel- they're uh, sending telegrams to each other that we have to wait a week for them to get, get the message and then uh, come and respond to the message in return. Uh, it's like st- st- not Stone Age, but it's, uh, we're early 1900s here with this thing. It, well, even the telegraph, uh, the telegrams are faster than that. This is... This is Pony Express stuff from Texas to California going along the uh, the Sierra route. I don't know. <laughs> that, I don't think that's a thing. Uh, the, only, the only route I know for sure is the Oregon Trail, and I don't think that goes to California. And if it does, it does not go there from Texas. I don't think. I could be totally wrong about that also. I'm just assuming... Because it's called the Oregon Trail, goes to the Oregon Territory, which was at the time, I'm making all this up off the top of my head, I think at the time was like what is now Idaho, Oregon, Washington. Um, I could look this up, and I'm going to. Let's see. The Oregon Territory, it's, yeah, it was Washington... Oregon, Idaho, and a little bit of Montana. And then the Oregon Trail. It is a 2,170-mile east-west wagon route that, uh, let's see, don't have current state lines on here. That's a different trail. Uh, It goes from... Yeah, Nebraska through Wyoming, Idaho, Oregon, and then ends about where Seattle is. Or Olympia? No, Seattle. Olympia's far out over on the coast. Anyway, okay, that's enough about the Oregon Trail and all that. My point is that this communication, this conversation, 
is taking way too long, but I guess it has to because they have to, to stretch it out all the way to, to WrestleMania if that is their next match. Um, is one of them or both of them going to have a match against other people at Fastlane whenever that is? I think that's in like four weeks or something like that. Um, I don't know. I don't know. We'll have to keep watching, keep waiting, keep wondering, and keep positive. Because up next, we have Triple H come out, basically says Seth is a failure without him, and he invites Seth to come meet his destroyer. And the destroyer is not, in this instance, it turns out that the destroyer is not an alter ego of Triple H. It is, in fact, a bejeaned and t-shirted Samoa Joe who proceeds to actually destroy Seth Rollins as his uh, injured knee gets re-injured. Luckily, it doesn't sound like it's it's like injured in the same way, at least not to the same extent. Um, so it's he's not going to be out for as long. But uh, yeah, a hell of an entrance for Samoa Joe. I kind of had it spoiled. I did have it spoiled, but uh, it was still exciting because I was getting to the end. I didn't know when Samojo was actually coming out, and I didn't put the I didn't put the pieces together that it's going to be during this segment. I was kind of thinking like, it, by that point, I was thinking this is the last segment of the show. He's got to come out during this, but I what? Um, and then it happened. I was like, oh, okay, that yeah, duh, of course. Of course, he's going to attack right before he gets to the ring. Um, but yeah, uh, the disappointment of no Samoa Joe at the Royal Rumble, I think, is paid off quite a bit with his presence here on Raw. His debut being like an actual special thing and not just a token like, ah, here's a guy you like. It's an actual shock thing. And as it turns out, an actual shock thing with the injury of seth rollins and uh they're gonna play that up for sure and uh, i i i i bet seth is okay with that it's like you know what if this builds the feud even more go with it use the actual injury i mean it's not like they haven't used his actual injuries before um i mean he even bra- he bragged about taking out finn balor when he got injured so of course yeah of course they're gonna do that so uh yeah pretty pretty solid episode of raw the best episode of raw in a long time i'd say and uh yeah probably the best episode since the one i was actually at in denver that one was that one was great because it's the first return of goldberg since then we've seen him like eight times and now it's like oh okay we have to we have to chant his name for a while and wait for him to get out here um not as exciting um okay so in smackdown we find out who is in the illumination chamber the match for the wwe championship we have aj styles john cena the miz dolph ziggler baron corbin and dean ambrose and i didn't say the champion first sorry about that but aj styles is the best of those six what was i trying to say i don't know but uh, that's going to be a, a fun match. I'm looking forward to it. Um, and as this is all in the backstage segment with uh, AJ talking to Shane and Daniel Bryan. And uh, as he lists off the names, 
Dean Ambrose is set last, and Dean is walking in as they're saying that. He's like, oh, that's all I wanted to ask. Bye. That's probably my favorite moment of the entire week. <laughs> of the entire week. The timing was so great. And, um, yeah, yeah. Star of the week again. He totally stole the show entertainment-wise um, The pre uh, on at Royal Rumble. As I already mentioned. Um, so we, we have a couple of interesting matches, but, uh, they, they just kind of feel like they're, tr- they're just getting us to elimination chamber because they're so close and like all this stuff happened at Royal Rumble. Like, yeah, it, I'm, I mean, I guess it's not as, it does make sense. Everything that happened in this episode made a lot of sense. It just wasn't as exciting as Samoa Joe coming back. Um, not coming back, making his debut. Um, okay, so we had Cena come out. He gives props to AJ. Uh, and then Bray comes out and uh, talks about how we have to end this cycle. And uh, he's going to beat him at uh, the Illumination Chamber. All of that. So that, that gets me pretty excited. That's going to be a heck of a match. A elimination chamber of a match. Um, up next, we had Bray and Randy go up against Luke Harper and John Cena. Very interesting tag team match. And uh, Bray and Randy won after Randy hit an RKO on Cena. So a taste of things to come if, if Cena still has the belt. Well, we're going to see that happen probably on um at elimination chamber anyway because they're both in that match uh i'm thinking at this point i'm kind of thinking randy helps bray win and then they can go head to head either on friendly terms or unfriendly terms i don't know i'm not sure um but we'll find out we'll find out more next week as we get set up directly for Chamber. Up next, we had Carmella with the new decked out James Ellsworth. He was not decked out like that at Royal Rumble, but I could see why that he wasn't because that might have been confusing. People who didn't see that specific segment that was just in the middle of SmackDown wasn't really tied to anything else. Um, I could see why they just had him come out in his regular clothing for the second biggest night of the year, probably. Is Royal Rumble the second biggest pay-per-view? I think so. Um, so Carmella, she defeats Delilah Dawson with the Code of Silence. And she had a little bit of help from the Certified C. Certified Chinless, I imagine that stands for. Or is it for Carmella? I don't know. I'm going to say it's for Chinless. James Ellsworth. Or is he Jimmy Dream now? With his uh, his new style? Probably not. He's probably j- still JL. J- JL. J- Jailsworth. Carmelsworth, of course. Um, okay, so Ziggler. Up next, Ziggler defeats Kalisto with a super kick. And he tries to continue attack and even starts to go for his mask to unmask Kalisto. But Apollo Crews comes to the rescue and... Good. That's good. Good for Kalisto. He got some help from his friends. Um, up next, we had Glow Faya 
Naomi and Becky defeat Alexa and Mickey. Um, my favorite moment of this match was uh, Alexa had Becky in that hold where she stands on her hair and then pulls up on her arms. Um, the the ref was counting, and she was counting along with them, and I, I like that so much. I don't know what it is about it, but it's her counting and then letting go at the last possible moment. Um, so, uh, I don't know. What's the word for it? Kind of bratty, I guess. But anyway, uh, the match ended with uh, uh, Moonsault from Naomi. Uh, she got the pin on Alexa Bliss again. You would think she'd learn by now. Maybe she's not so deserving of being a champion if she can't learn to avoid the same move from the same person in two tag team matches in a row. But maybe the third time's the charm. But maybe the third time's the charm for Naomi because it, on Talking Smack we find out while uh, Daniel Bryan announces they have Naomi on the show and she gets so excited, he tells her it's going to be you and Alexa for the title at Elimination Chamber. So that's I think that's going to be a lot of fun. Um, and we'll see what happens. Hopefully there's no interference from other people. Just keep the, uh, the La Luchadora storyline out of these two's business because she has nothing to do with Naomi. Mickey James has nothing to do with Naomi. We got to get her and Becky in a match. Maybe that will be a match on the pre-show. Um, I, I would like that. Uh, we do have Natalia versus Nikki uh, somewhere on the show, which uh, maybe will be the end of that whole storyline. I don't know. We'll see. We will see. Uh, another great moment from this match uh, was Naomi drop kicked mickey james off of the the side of the ring and she just went freaking flying she nearly went into orbit uh, that was it was crazy how, how much that took her out um so that was my other favorite uh moment from the match up next we had dean versus aj styles aj won in this excellent match but the 1.3 million people on commentary kind of distracted me so i wasn't completely um, as into it as I as I have been for a lot of the other matches this week. Uh, the match is interrupted by Baron Corbin. Uh, Miz continues beating. Uh, after after that, Corbin hits Miz and Dean with the end of days. So uh, he stands tall uh, after the WWE Championship match. So is Baron Corbin going to come away with it? At Elimination Chamber, I guess we'll have to see where things go this week, how fired up each of these guys are. I think that'll be a big indication. And, uh, yeah, I'm excited to find out. Um, uh, otherwise, also, otherwise also announced on Talking Smack, it's going to be a tag team turmoil match um, for the tag team championship. And this comes from an earlier segment, which I forgot. Did I forget to write that down? No, I just totally, I totally skipped that. Um, American Alpha offers an open challenge to all the tag teams, and everybody comes out, and it's just chaos. So we're going to get a tag team turmoil match at Elimination Chamber, and that should be pretty fun. Pretty fun. And the Wyatt family is not involved in that, I don't think, since both of them are in the Elimination Chamber match. So I think this is a chance for, well, I hope Alpha wins. 
Well, I'll talk about predictions in week six, in the week six episode. Uh, my favorite quote of the week possibly is after a, an interview on Talking Smack with Randy Orton. Daniel Bryan turns to Renee and says, Randy Orton right now is badass. And I agree. I am so excited. Like that part of the interview is great. Um, yeah, the whole episode of Talking Smack was was solid. Um, and I enjoyed pretty much every minute of it. So I think it was my favorite show of the week, Talking Smack. Um, so go check it, check that out if you haven't watched it yet. Um, but up next, we have 205 Live. Okay, we're... I, I'm going to breeze through the rest of this. I wish that was a reference to Tyler Breeze. But uh, 205 Live, uh, the entire episode, they're just giving crap tomorrow. He keeps saying off-the-wall stuff. Or just getting details wrong and everything. So Austin and Corey are just having a field day with him. Uh, but anyway, uh, Tony Nese defeats Lince Dorado with the running niece. Uh, he continues the attack, but uh, TJP comes out. And rescues Dorado, and he hits Nice with the detonation kick. So that was kind of exciting. We got the debut of Akira Tozawa, which is excellent. He defeats Aaron Solo with a snap German suplex. Um, the interesting thing about this, and with uh, Tajiri's return, was that they're both both of their not their return, their debuts, is that they're both go against people who are also making their debuts. It's the first time we've seen them also. So I would feel kind of bad being those guys. It's like we're this, this is both of our first show. Why does he get all the, the attention for it? But it was still a great match. And we had uh, an interview afterwards uh, with Austin Harris. He, uh, he's, he says something about, do you even understand what I'm saying and all that? Um, and, Tozawa responds completely in Japanese and is very happy, excited, and also says, I couldn't have said it better myself. S- such a, <laughs> a great interview. That's my favorite interview. Inside or outside the ring, other than t- the talking smack, those aren't really the same as interviews uh, of the week. Um, great, great moment. And uh, I'm excited to see more of Tozawa. Uh, Brian Kendrick, the Brian Kendrick, was on commentary during this match. After that snap German suplex, he is just, his his jaws dropped. He is shocked. He is stunned. He, he can't believe, he can't believe what he just saw. So he might be, for the first time that we've seen him on 205 Live, he might be scared of someone. He, he should be scared of Neville. Also, that that guy could freaking tear him apart and drink his blood. Uh, he's really on fire. Okay, so anyway, um, we had a promo with Noam Dar backstage. But at least when I watched it, I didn't try watching it again. So hopefully there is a version with all the sound there. But uh, the sound kept cutting out. And so I didn't get to hear him say I could I could see his mouth forming the words. But I didn't get to see I didn't get to hear him say Alicia Fox, which is disappointing. Um, this uh, this was all set up for Noam Dar. He had Alicia Fox at his side, so I guess they're together now, kind of. But uh, he's the, he wants to be the right-hand man of the king of the cruiserweights, Neville. Like, if you didn't know, it's Neville. It's Neville, the king of the cruiserweights. 
Um, so we have a tag team match. Jack Gallagher and Cedric Alexander. It would have been Rich Swan, but he's uh, he's injured or something. He's not clear to compete on this episode. Uh, Jack Gallagher and, and Cedric Alexander versus Noam Dar and the King of the Cruiserweights. Neville. Neville. Um, great match. Uh, Dar gets in there. He's he's too excited. He's too excited. He tags himself in at one point, and that was a big mistake because he was in there the rest of the match. He's trying his best to get back to the corner to tag in uh, to, to tag Neville back in when he needs some help, but Neville's had enough. He says, "You've had your chance," and leaves him to be torn apart by Jack Gallagher and Cedric Alexander. Noam Dar is completely wrecked by Jack Gallagher's headbutt, and then Cedric's lumbar check finishes the job. So you get a victory, a victory for Gallagher and Alexander. And uh, what does this mean for, for Noam Dar? Is he just a pitiful mess now? Will Alicia Fox even have anything to do with him? We'll find out next week, maybe. I don't know. We'll see. Okay, on main events, we had two matches. Um, they're they're decent. I'm not as excited for this week because neither match was a cruiserweight match and neither match was a women's match. But we had Sin Cara, who we haven't seen in a while, defeat Bo Dallas with a senton. Um, man, Sin Cara gets crazy air off of the off of the off of the ropes for those springboard moves. It's crazy. It's like almost like time slows down when he does it. He's he's in the air for so long. Crazy. Um, so yeah, that was a pretty good match. Uh, and then the other match on uh, original match on main event happens at the twenty four minute mark. If you're watching on Hulu, the new day, all three of them. It's weird seeing them on main event. Uh, go up against the Shining Stars and Titus O'Neil. This this bonkers rivalry between the new day and titus o'neill continues in this match um a highlight for me was a triple abdominal stretch with the spanks from the new day and then we got the mid the midnight hour hit on epico i believe um and biggie pins him for the win um so yeah pretty pretty good episode of main events um and uh, some people that you don't normally see on there. Well, it, mainly all of the New Day. Okay, let's talk about NXT. Uh, this episode wasn't super exciting, uh, except for the the segment about Corey. That was that was great. That's probably my favorite favorite part of the episode. My other favorite part was after uh, Ember Moon versus Aaliyah. We had an interview with Asuka, and uh, she's asked. Um, what do you think of uh, what Ember Moon has to say? Um, she wants uh, she wants to face you and all of that. And Asuka asks, she works here. And <laughs> this perfect response. Like, uh, I don't even know. I'm not even aware that that's a person that exists. And they work here? Are you sure? I've, I haven't heard of them. So... Uh, I, I like that. And then her response, Ember Moon's response to that followed. And yeah, that was pretty good, too. Uh, so Ember Moon remains unbeaten, undefeated, however they said it. 
um, as she beats Aaliyah with the eclipse. And uh, yeah, that's probably that is the best part of the match. Uh, but anyway, we had tons of promos in this episode, tons of like little recaps and interviews about stuff that happened with Authors of Pain. Um, uh, Paul Ehring yelling into the microphone about the Authors of Pain, what's next for them and all that. Um, I didn't write down any notes of that. So that, that, that's all I'll say about it. Um, up next, we had Tyler Bates, the UK champion versus Oni Lorcan. Um, the, the finish to this match, I thought it was excellent. We got kind of the same stuff that we saw from Tyler during the UK tournaments. Um, but that, that's great. That's kind of what we want to see, especially since his first time appearing on, uh, on NXT. Um, I don't know if we've heard anything at all yet about when this UK show, if it is going to be a, a weekly show is going to happen. Um, how often are we going to see more of these guys and all of that? Hopefully soon because Tyler, Tyler bait is so much fun to watch. But anyway, um, the finish of this match, he gets hit with, I forget what Lorcan hits him with, but he, he, he gets sent backwards into the ropes and he recovers, turns it into a forward overhead flip front kick thing. I don't know what to call it exactly. I just wrote it down as uh, overhead kick um, that that stuns him. And then he gets him uh, set up and uh, and hits the Tyler, Tyler Driver 97 and gets the win. Um, so pretty cool match. Pretty cool match. No real stakes to it other than to see this really cool matchup that we would, probably wouldn't see otherwise. Um, and then... Uh, we get the tribute from Corey, uh, Tom, and Percy, telling them how great it was to have to work with them and all that. Congratulate him. And then Elias Sampson's music hits, ruins the moment. But luckily, Noe Jose saves the day before we hear Elias Sampson start to sing and play the guitar awfully out of tune. Um, so we, we get Noe Jose versus Elias Sampson. Uh, Jose defeats Elias with a this pop-up punch to the jaw. He just flings him up in the air and then p- smacks him in the jaw and gets the win. Um, so at least for the very last match that Corey Graves calls for NXT, Elias Sampson is beaten down, knocked out. So, so there's that. Um, all right, that's that's it for this week. Lots of stuff went on. Uh, like I said, my favorite show of the week is probably uh, Talking Smack, followed by Raw, then 205 Live, then SmackDown, then NXT, and then Main Event. Yeah, I'd, I'd say I'd put them in that order. All right, let me know what you thought about this week of shows by tweeting me at TIW Podcast. Go to todayiwatched.com for more reviews. If you enjoyed this episode or anything else on the site, please share some links with your friends. Subscribe on iTunes, write a review, and support the show even more at patreon.com slash todayiwatched. Thanks so much for tuning in. I'll be back real soon with WWE 2017 Week six and elimination chamber.